You're listening to episode 178 of This is Type 1. Today we're talking about the scientific method and how to use it when doing T1D experiments. Jesse, take it away. All right, so the scientific method is basically what most American kids learn in middle or high school, or at least that's what we did in my district. And it's how to approach a scientific problem and how to solve it and or come up with a conclusion based on the results you get from testing your theory out. So there's a couple of different parts. So the first part is making observations about something and asking questions about it. So for example, like, why does this plant grow a certain way? Or, oh, this plant is growing. Why is it growing better in the sunlight than it does in the dark? And then researching your topic. So like the type of plant you have or something like that. We'll relate this back to diabetes here in a second, but this is like, this is kind of what I did growing up with plants is how I was introduced to this. So, but researching your topic. So like photosynthesis, different parts of the plant, how does it work? Based on the research you do, forming a hypothesis of why it grows that way or why is it doing better than another plant? And then testing it. So testing, putting your hypothesis to the test and really asking that question, putting it into practice. And then after like a certain amount of time, analyzing the data you collect. And then after that, reporting your conclusions, adjusting your hypothesis, and then either rerunning your experiment by changing a different set of variables, like one, a new set of variables, or if you're happy with the results, keeping them the same. So the way that this relates back to being type 1 diabetic is that sometimes, well, oftentimes we come up with problems that we have or problems come up that we have either in our schedules. We notice like we have a blood sugar problem this time of the day, every day after I eat this food or while I'm at work during this time of day and I'm not doing something or like I'm not eating, but my blood sugar is still going up, something like that to where we see a problem and then we can put it to the test. An example of this whole process is when I go through rugby season, I often like have to observe within the first week of practices, what are my blood sugars doing for that first week? How can I fix them? And just observe, like just observing for the first week of like what my blood sugars are doing. So say they're going low, the first half an hour of practice and higher the last half an hour of practice because my insulin is starting to wear off and stuff like that. So I know that part of the problem. Okay. So I've observed that my blood sugar goes low. My question, our first part of our scientific method is how can I fix that? And then our next part is researching our topic, which in this case, having 11 years of experience being diabetic, I don't have to do much research, but I can always go back and look at athletes of what they do. I believe it's Joe Morris, who's on the Sounders for Seattle, is type 1 diabetic. So I might go and look at, you know, what he does. He's an athlete with type 1 diabetes or ask my doctor. That's another type of research of like, hey, my blood sugar is going low during practice. What should I do? Asking different questions or researching or listening to a podcast. Huh, crazy. (laughs) And then based on the research that I find, I can form my hypothesis. Such as, I should eat 15 minutes before my practice. So those 15 minutes before practice, 15 to 20 minutes, reducing insulin and getting a snack if it's below a certain threshold. 
maybe I should try it. That's my hypothesis that if that I do this, then my blood sugar won't go low during practice and I won't have all of these massive amount of problems. So I test it the second week <laughs> of practices of putting this to the test. So I stick to that routine of every day that I have practices, starting with a simple amount of carbs, like seven grams of carbs, eating my snack, decreasing background insulin before I go in, and then going to practice, testing blood sugars, and doing my regular thing. And then I'll go back and look and analyze the data. So once I've had my experiment, run my tested it out, I'll go back and look at my CGM data for like the last couple of days, see how it's doing, and kind of analyze it during that specific time of before practice, during practice, and after practice of how my blood sugars are doing. Based on those data sets, I'll then either go back and be like, oh, I need more carbs, or I need to reduce more background insulin, or just stick with it if it works. A good tool to use when you're doing experiments like this, where you're looking really closely at your CGM data, is to input all of your activities and food and stuff like that into Tidepool. Because that will show like those events in relation to all of your CGM data. So you can see, oh, at like 5 p.m., Last Thursday, I ate X amount of carbs with this dinner when we all know that if we just rely on our memory for that, it's not going to happen. So if we use Tidepool or a similar data like collection thing for type 1 diabetics that associates it with your CGM data, that's a really good place to just look at all the stuff that kind of goes together with this. So with that being said, once you analyze that data and you kind of fix your problem, it really does remove a lot of an emotional turmoil that can come with you know, an ongoing problem with type 1 diabetes that no one else seems to be helping you with. Like that's just kind of some stuff that we go through as being diabetic and everything. But another thing that this also helps with is when your blood sugars act up or say you're going high and you're really super emotional because your blood sugars are high, this kind of helps to eliminate that emotion due to the diabetes rather than the emotion that is coming from something else or the emotion that you're feeling very passionate about this too. So it's a really good way to like view diabetes when you're having an issue. And if it's not like a super major problem that you don't need to go see your doctor for, but you also want to fix, this is a good way of doing that. It just goes back to the fact that all of our blood sugars are just circumstances. And if we look at it through this scientific lens, we can find out, well, what happened during our day that made it do that thing and yeah. come to the conclusion that it has nothing to do with us as people. Like our blood sugars do not mean we are terrible diabetics or terrible people. And so that's what we mean by it removes the emotion because when we look at a blood sugar and use that to decide how we feel about ourselves, that's when we run into, into problems. <laughs> and so we want to pare down on how often we use our blood sugars as reasons to beat ourselves up. Another thing you can use the scientific method for with experiments is deciding or figuring out how to bolus or give insulin for certain types of food. Like if you've recently been diagnosed and you think that you have to now give up all of the foods that you love, that's not true. I mean, there are certain foods that you should probably avoid because they might spike your blood sugar worse than others. But really, you won't be able to figure that out unless you do experiments. And the scientific method is the perfect way to run an experiment to find out how much insulin you might need to give for a piece of pizza, how soon in advance you might need to give that insulin, how closely you might need to watch your blood sugars for X number of hours afterward. Like there are so many things that you can do with the scientific method. 
But one of the key things that Jesse mentioned earlier is that whenever we change the experiment after we've gotten to the conclusion of the first one, we want to change one variable. Because if we change too many variables at once, we will definitely not figure out what was that thing that actually fixed it. And so this is it's just going back to testing is change one thing, see how it how it works, record your results, then go change another thing, see how it works, record your results. And over time, that's why we have to be patient with this. Over time, then you can decide or figure out what is the best thing for your blood sugars or whatever in that in that situation. Yeah. And you can really apply this to like, not just practices. That was just an example. But you can apply this to like, I've had this issue too in the past where my blood sugar just like randomly spikes during the day. And I didn't really know why. And it's because it wasn't like my blood, my pump algorithm, because I'm on auto mode was just in transition from me having a class at that time period to not having a class during that time. So I would just sit and like instead of working out or like walking in between classes. So that's another one. But Colleen, what's our powerful question to consider? I want you guys to think about how you can apply the scientific method to your problems in your type 1 diabetes life. So what are some hypotheses and experiments that you can try to figure out what to change about what is maybe bothering you? And we'd actually love to hear about them in the Hapted Pancreas Club. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com slash community. I can't wait to see you there. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.